Hi there and welcome to Inside Rugby League, the podcast brought to you by the Yorkshire Evening Post. I'm Richard Byram and joining me on the line again this week as usual is my colleague Peter Smith. Peter's the Chief Rugby League Writer for the Yorkshire Evening Post as well as contributing to our sister paper, the Yorkshire Post. And some good news to start with this week, Peter. Uh, Leeds took another step closer to Wembley with their win over Hull KR. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're in the semi-finals having won one game, yeah. which tops what a weird season this this has been. Um, you say a step towards Wembley. We think it's going to be Wembley, but we don't really know. Um, semi-finals... On October the um, October the third, and the final two weeks later. But whether they'll be played in front of fans, where they'll be played, we don't know. Having said that, a Challenge Cup semi-final is a Challenge Cup semi-final. It'll be a big game for Leeds. They've drawn Wigan, which is obviously going to be tough. Leeds haven't been Wigan since 2017. Wigan are in good form, were um, comfortable victors when the sides met last month, but. I think Leeds can go into it quietly confident. You get upsets in cup semi-finals probably more than in any other round of the cup. And if Leeds play well, as they have done in patches in the last three games, then I think they can match Wigan. It'll be a good test for them to see where they are, how far they've improved over the past month or so. And um, essentially, it could be, a, could be a good game, that one. The other one, Warrington against Salford, I think everybody... We'll expect it's going to be a Warrington versus Wigan final. Um, Salford don't have the star quality that Warrington have. Um, just based on budgets, really, Warrington spend a lot more money and, and have got more star players. But Salford have, have got a good team spirit. They've been in some big games over the last couple of years. Obviously played in the grand final last year. They won a, a Super League semi-final, so they know what it takes and Warrington have occasionally, although they're the, probably the cup kings of the last decade or so, they have occasionally come unstuck when they've been favourites in big games. So I don't think that one's a formality either. But you'd expect probably that um, that Warrington will win that one. But I think potentially two very good semi-finals. It's interesting that there's a full Super League round on the Wednesday before the semi-finals on the Saturday, which I think is going to have a, a major bearing on uh, what happens in the semi-finals. And it could also have an impact on the league table. Obviously, at the moment, um, three of the four teams in the semi-finals are in the top four in Super League. So coaches are going to have to prioritise do they rest players for the Super League game ahead of the Challenge Cup semi-final? I'd expect Leeds probably will. Leeds play Catalans on the Wednesday, hopefully in front of a, a thousand fans at Headingley before the semi-final. But um, Wigan have got St Helens, which is obviously a huge game yeah. for um, for Wigan, and I can't really see them wanting to uh, to give that one away. So um, I think Adrian Lamb, Wigan's coach, is going to have some thinking to do. Yes, yeah, certainly. Um, I think we've spoke many times uh, over the months in this podcast about keeping the integrity of competitions um, by that meaning wherever possible that teams can play the strongest possible team. And you can understand maybe that teams would perhaps prioritise the league over the cup. Um, some of the clubs, obviously, as, as you alluded to there, have, have much deeper squads than others as well and are able to call on 
good young players or experienced um, older end players who can come in and, and play a game. I noticed Sean O'Loughlin uh, played for Wigan uh, against Hull in their big win at the weekend. And uh, somebody said, I think it was in Gareth Ellis's column in the Yorkshire Post, saying that O'Loughlin hadn't played for about seven months, but Wigan were able to bring him out of cold storage for this one particular game and, and played as if he'd never been away, as you probably would expect from a player of Sean O'Loughlin's quality. But it does just go to show, in a way, that you know some teams have got players like that that they can just uh, whistle up for every so often, whereas others are either having to play young boys or you know players who maybe aren't fully fit just to get the games completed. It was interesting that Warrington actually beat Saints. You know, again, they seem to have a bit of a hold over Saints. They seem to be the one team that do have sussed Saints out in a way. But then, as you said as well, they're also the sort of team who are likely to lose to Salford in a one-off game, whether it be complacency, selection or whatever. But you wouldn't be terribly surprised if Salford won that one. And from Leeds' point of view, probably their best chance of a trophy, you, you might say, this season. And I'm sure they'll be wanting to uh, put one over on Wigan. Uh, that's that there, you said, really surprised me, actually, how long it is since Leeds have, have beaten Wigan. And, uh, you know, in a one-off game, again, Leeds have shown this season that they're capable of playing some fantastic rugby. And uh, you'd hope, from a, a Yorkshire point of view and our newspaper's point of view, that Leeds could get to Wembley or wherever it will be played, even if, unfortunately, this season not many fans will be there to actually witness it. At least people can see the game on TV. And uh, I think it's important, again, for the game that lockdowns and everything else permitting, we obviously don't know what the medium to long-term future holds at the moment for sport and society in general. But hopefully, you know, the, the Challenge Cup final can be played and... It, as and when the season finally does finish, it will feel like it was some kind of completed season in the end, uh, despite all the slings and arrows that are being thrown at teams in rugby league and sports in general. Mm, yeah, it, it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do with the final, isn't it? If there's no crowds, like, I can't see the, the point of playing it at Wembley. No, um, probably not, no. So I suppose, you know, what they think about holding it over till next season? We don't know whether, whether we'll have crowds next season at this stage. It, it's all still up in the air. I think there's going to be several asterisks yeah. next to um, when it says Challenge Cup in the, the future history books, though, isn't it? I think to win, win two games in Europe um, in the final, that's not really what the Challenge Cup is all about. I know... I suffered um, and Wakefield teams like that have been upset at the way it's treated them this year. Um, Cast have had some really tough draws the last few years. This year they got um, they drew York the championship, which wouldn't be easy, but you'd expect them to to win it. And then what happens? We get COVID, York withdraw, they have to have a redraw, and um, Cast end up playing Hull for about the. 19th time in 20 seasons <laughs> that's what it feels like yeah. and knocked out I mean played three games in, in four days uh, sorry two games in four days so been tough for them um, it, some coaches are saying it would be a special achievement to win a trophy this year I, I 
don't know whether it will, but obviously Leeds will see the Challenge Cup as their um, their best chance of silverware, and and I suspect they'll be going all out for that. Um, Wigan, on the other hand, might be hedging their bets a little bit. They'll fancy the chances of getting to the grand final, so it'll be interesting to see how both coaches um, how both coaches deal with it. But obviously, there's there's some league action to come before then, starting with what's going to be a, a pretty packed schedule on um, Thursday and Friday this week. We've got Thursday, we've got OKR against Leeds Rhinos again, this time at Warrington, with a spectacular 2.45 kickoff yeah. time. So this is going to be a long day, because next Hull play Salford at 6, and then we've got Castleford against Huddersfield at 8.15. Huh. So, um, yeah, that's going to be a long day. And then on Friday, Warrington against Catalans at 6, and Wigan against Wakey at 8.15, all the games played at, at Hollywell Jones. And then, as I've said, there's um, a midweek round next week, next Wednesday. So the games are starting to come thick and fast now. Um, and teams that have been knocked out of the cup early, like Saints, possibly Castleford, if they can get their act together, um, and Catalans, are maybe going to see this as a bit of an opportunity, I think, to, to catch up a little bit of the, the ground that some of them have lost. Obviously, St. Helens are, are top, they've not lost any ground. But um, Castleford and Castellans both have, and it might be an opportunity for them to, to just put a bit more pressure on in the race for the top four. So it's going to be an interesting league round this weekend as well. Um, strange how many times Leeds have played the same opposition in two weeks in successive games, um, Cup and League. They've got a pretty good record in that regard. You'd think that they'd be too strong for OKR based on what happened last Friday. But I know Tony Smith, the OKR coach, is planning on making a lot of changes. It'll be interesting to see if Richard Agar, the Leeds boss, does the same. And I think OKR will offer a lot more in the league game than in the Cup last week. I think there's more pressure on them in the Cup because that was a competition that they'd got a, a, a hope of winning. As yes. I think all clubs in the quarterfinals will have they're not going to win Super League um, they're bottom of the table but there's no relegation they're not going to go down in fact they're not bottom of the table actually just looking at the, the league ladder now um, wait for the bottom we'll care of second bottom but um, they're not going to win the league they're not going to get relegated so I think the Challenge Cup was an opportunity for them and maybe that put some pressure on I think they'll play a lot freer this weekend and I think they'll they'll give Leeds a tougher game on Thursday than they did in the Cup quarter final yeah, I was quite surprised um, by the margin of Leeds' victory against uh, Hull Car because in the league, um, prior to the, the Cup match, uh, Rovers had certainly showed some great improvement, hadn't they? They'd taken St Helens to Golden Point extra time. And I think we mentioned on the podcast the other week that the feeling had been, in general, that once Hull Car got some of their better or more experienced players back, should I say, then they would certainly fare better in the league than they had been doing in the early weeks after the resumption. Um, so th that was a bit of a surprise to me. I wasn't surprised ultimately that Leeds won, but I thought it would have been a lot tighter game. And then uh, that same night, I, I do think uh, going on from that, that Leeds will win again on on uh, Thursday afternoon. I'll have to get my bearings. That'll be a strange day at work as well. <laughs> <laughs> with the different reports and the different times. We've had a few hairy deadlines or 
pushing very close to the deadlines recently with uh, games finishing uh, late and so on. But um, obviously, Cass and Huddersfield again, uh, Huddersfield, Simon Mulford in the end ended up leaving almost immediately, didn't he? After he'd originally said he'd be leaving at the end of the season, then next news he went straight away and Luke Robinson took over and got a, a victory in the first game against my team, Wakefield, which I'm sure we'll be discussing a bit more in a few moments' time. And then Friday, obviously, from most Wakefield fans dreading a game at Wigan, I'd imagine, given Wakefield's terrible form at the moment. Uh, see, probably victories for Cass and Leeds and Wigan there. Hopefully Wakefield will prove me wrong. And uh, see this week, Peter, that Brad Singleton, former Leeds player, signed for Wigan, someone you know well. He'd gone to Toronto, hadn't he, originally? And obviously that move didn't work out for him for various reasons. Uh, but back now in, in the UK with Wigan. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he goes at Wigan. He's, he had a good career at Leeds, um, played in the treble-winning squad of 2015, scored at Wembley. That yes. year, played again at Old Trafford in 2017. He'll do a good job for Wigan. He's maybe a player who needed a bit of a change of scenery. It's a shame that Toronto didn't work out for him, but um, I think Wigan have got themselves a decent prop forward at a good age who is only going to get better. So, a uh, good move for him, good signing for for them, and, and best of luck to him. Yes. Yeah, I was quite surprised when he when he left Leeds originally. You know, he seemed set to be one of those players who beat the club almost all his career. But as you say, maybe the change of scenery will benefit him now. Um, deal with Toronto. You know, again, we've seen this week uh, that they may. Well, there's a decision due on Friday, isn't there, regarding their future in Super League? Um, so we'll wait and see what that brings and no doubt discuss it in greater depth next week but there was a suggestion this week that the players who are owed money will be paid that if the club gets back into the competition so it'll be interesting to see Brian McDermott their coach made a impassioned plea last week on Sky Sports didn't he to let Toronto back into Super League and give them a second chance yeah. but uh, it'll be up to the other clubs to see I'm sure they'll want some cast iron guarantees before they sign off on that particular club returning to the competition. Yeah, I think so. It'll be interesting to see. What, I keep saying interesting to see, but we're in that sort of situation yes. at the moment. Yeah, so uncertainty. <laughs> we but really yeah, don't know. Yeah. It, it's a split at the moment. Some clubs want them in, some clubs don't. So um, we will have to wait and see. It's a tough one. I, I think it's very difficult to, to say to a club, well, yeah, you can you can withdraw from a competition midway through, and we'll let you straight back in the following season at the same level. Having said that, is Super League going to be better off without Toronto? And you'd have to say that's very debatable. Toronto bring a lot to the competition in terms of publicity and and in terms of opening up new markets um, and making it an attractive sport for television. So that's going to yes. be factored in as well. Um, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see what decision is made on that one. I think it, it would be seen as a failure for the sport if Toronto go, though, and, and it'll certainly be a blow to everybody who believes in Super League. Um, you know, 
so and so have, have got seven or eight thousand fans who watch them each week when they're they're in home matches and and that's a new market for rugby league. Their fans that that will, will be lost to the game if the club ceases to exist. Hopefully, whatever happens, the club will continue. But I think the clubs have to bear that in mind. They've got a yes. responsibility not just just to themselves but to the game as a whole. Yes, I mean my main hope obviously would be that whatever happens, the guys who are owed money uh, get that back. You know, I think that's essential to to what, whether they stay in the competition or not. I would hope that contracts that are being signed in good faith and players who've played in good faith are paid accordingly. Um, my own view regarding Toronto themselves is I can see them sneaking back in. Um, personally speaking, I just feel that they'll probably be given a, a final chance with, you know, say several conditions, obviously repaying their debts, proving that they've got money to uh, succeed in the medium to longer term. Uh, obviously the things that they bring to the game and I think as well fans in Super League haven't really had a chance to experience the Toronto experience yet have they in terms of actually going out there and supporting the team again at this stage it's difficult to say when that might happen again but I'm again I'm sure that kind of thing with some of the more higher profile clubs like your Leeds and, and Warringtons and Wiggins and St Helens going out there uh, you know, and that in, in itself kind of then may encourage other people in Canada to take an interest when the when the big guns finally arrive out there. Uh, I, I can see them getting uh, one more chance. But uh, as, as we said, there's a decision due this week and I'm sure we'll discuss it in much greater depth uh, once that decision comes through. And... Just touch there, Peter, talking about Wakefield um, and when you mentioned about Castleford getting it tough in the Challenge Cup, I think Wakefield did as well, didn't they? And they originally were due to play Featherstone and ended up playing Catalans and got absolutely thrashed out of sight. And, and from there then, really, everything seems to have gone wrong uh, down at Bellevue uh, in terms of the players and doubts over Chris Chester's future and some players not wanting to play or, I mean, Chris even said last week that he accused some of his players of jumping out of the way of tackles, uh, which he said was the first for the game. And from a personal point of view, obviously it's sad to see, you know, I like to see Wakefield do well in my team. I don't make any secret of that. And, you know, I think the situation down there, Ultimately, I think somebody needs to come out and say either Chris is, Chris is staying and he'll be here next season and you're either going to play for him or you're going to leave or Chris is leaving tomorrow. But we can't have this situation where Wakefield keep losing or have a great performance or a better performance and then I think against Holding they played well and then they go and lose to Huddersfield again. I didn't see any of that game. I didn't have access to it. But apparently it was more like the... Catalan's performances than the Huddersfield uh, than the whole one I think it's fair to say and uh, you know I felt for Chris Chester after that game you know he, he looked like a man in need of some support or some encouragement or some kind of backing um, to sort of, of or, or indeed on the other side to be put out of his misery and say look Chris we're going to give someone else a chance now to the end of the season in readiness for next season but I don't think looking at as an outsider looking in, 
anyone else could do a much better job at the moment with the players uh, and the situation that Wakefield find themselves in. We've said several times on here, Wakefield's first 17 or 20 players can compete with anyone in Super League. But then after that, if, if some of those players get injured or in the case of Fafita decide they're not going to play for a couple of weeks, the guys coming in aren't of that same quality and Wakefield don't have the money and the structure uh, to run a squad with the depth of somebody like Wigan or to spend the money like somebody like Warrington. And, you know, I think fortunately for the club this season, there's no relegation, uh, which probably in a, in a perverse way helps secure their future. Because I think, again, as we've said on here several times, if if Wakefield went down, I don't think many people in the city would give them much chance of coming back, um, which would be would terrible for the sport and obviously for Wakefield itself and, and the players and everyone connected to it. Uh, you know, Chris Chester seems a decent man. I, I know him in terms of my children go to school with his children and he's one of these guys when you see him in the street, he's always, hello, how are you? You know, he's a really nice guy and a lot of people around here know Chris and, you know, think a lot about him and are are behind him. But, you know, without the change in the results and the atmosphere, it's difficult to see how he can take Wakefield forward. You you see them on a regular basis as well. How do you feel, Pete? Well, I, I can't see the point of making a change now when there's no relegation. Why not see if Chris Chester, who, as you say, is a, a really good bloke. Um, I like him a lot. He's, a, he's just a genuine, yeah. decent person. I think he's done a good job. I'll wait for when you look at where they were in, when he took over in 2016. They were in a terrible state. Yeah. Um, they've finished in the top eight a couple of times. Had some good results, shown some, um, shown some real promise. I think he's being let down by his players. Um, they're better than they're showing. Um, I think they need to pull the finger out. Yeah. Um, I'm not one for sacking coaches. I, I think it's often a short-term move that that doesn't work. Obviously, it'll be up to the chief executive and the board at Wakefield to decide whether they think Chris can turn things around but I think we should give him till the end of the season to see if he can um, like you say who, who would you get in that can do a better job on, on such limited resources at a very difficult time when money is tight um, clubs don't have money to spend Wakeful aren't going to be able to bring a lot of players in to um, to turn things around so that's going to make it difficult um, I just think the players need to the players just need to play better. They are better than they're showing. Yes. Um, they've they've played well in patches this season. They played pretty well for um, for much of the game against Hull. They just need to get back to that and do it more more consistently. Um, obviously, it's, it's tough for Chris. He, he admitted last week that he was finding it tough. Um, but as long as he feels he can still do a job and still turn things around, I think Wakefield should give him the, that opportunity to do that this season. Um, without relegation, there's no point in making panic decisions. So let's let's just see what happens for the rest of the year and then they can make a decision um, come the end of the season. Yes, yeah, I'd agree with you there, Peter. I think that, uh, you know, 
even if it's Chris playing a load of young players now to see whether they are up to it or whether you know they might unearth a couple of gems in coming weeks. Even if they're still losing games, he might see those players who. Uh, you know, a good fit for the future, uh, both young and experienced, and those who don't deserve to be there anymore. Uh, obviously, you know, this talk of coaches losing the dressing room and so on, but, you know, the coaches coach, and then once you go over the white line, really, it's down to the players, isn't it, as you've said, um, to put a shift in. And I think, you know, I was talking to a Wakefield fan at the weekend and he said, like, Wakefield don't expect to win the grand final and they don't expect to win the Challenge Cup, but they do expect their team to try. And if they try and they lose or they try and they win, then people are happy that people will accept that. And, you know, the odd good day in the sun or the odd good cup run, you know, they don't have the high expectations of, say, the followers of the big four clubs in Super League. Um, you know, and obviously good performances in the derbies, say against against Leeds and Castleford, the games you know that fans want their team to win. Whether that's always a realistic prospect or not is another thing. But you know, again, if the team is seen to be trying and seen to be working hard, uh, then you know people will support it. But people won't support if teams aren't willing to put it in. And as you say, at this stage. It, doesn't seem any point in, in getting rid of Chris unless Chris himself decided that he'd finally had enough and decided to walk away. But it's hard to see anybody else uh, getting any better results at the moment um, out, out of this situation. So it'd be one to keep an eye on in the coming weeks. As I say, from a personal point of view, I hope that Chris can turn it round. He's a good guy and you know he ha- has been successful at Wakefield before this season. Um, and maybe see where we are at the end of the season. Okay then, Peter. Well, I think for this week that's about all. Um, as I say, we'll keep an eye on things and just a reminder that some of the games we've discussed there may be subject to change due to COVID or lockdowns as the week progresses. It's difficult to say exactly what's going on. Uh, I noticed today that Leeds has game with Wakefield's be rearranged for November the 1st so they're obviously hoping to get the season that far down the line hopefully the Challenge Cup uh, will reach a conclusion as well but for now just to thank Peter for his time and comments as usual and to remind you that you can get the latest rugby league news from Peter's Twitter handle at PetersmithYEP or the Yorkshire Evening Post at YEP Sports Desk or my own at Richard Byron YEP and the very latest news on coronavirus sport, any postponements or changes to the schedule, you'll find on our website via Peter at yorkshireeveningpost.co.uk. So until the next time, we'll say goodbye for now and thanks for listening. Yeah.